Hey guys, I want to welcome you to the weekly Wednesday for the Financial Freedom Newsletter, where every week, every Wednesday, we delve into something inspirational, motivational, something excerpt taken from the Financial Freedom Weekly Newsletter. Wherever you are, if you're listening on Spotify, on iTunes, Google, be sure to click the like, subscribe, share, comment. Without ado, let's get into the show. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome everybody to this week's podcast episode for the Financial Freedom Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Christopher Liu. And as you know, I talk about four different types of freedom, time, financial, location, health freedom. In that light, I'm always interviewing entrepreneurs, investors, people doing things on the cutting edge, sharing those ideas with you and inspiring you. So today we have uh, Chad and he talks about financial freedom through passive income. He comes from a family of physicians based, and he's based out of LA and he's the founder and CEO of CSQ Properties. So uh, he's got a really interesting story of, from a rocket scientist and now um, real estate investor and entrepreneur. So um, today's going to be a great discussion about real estate, uh, investing, passive income. So Chad, welcome. Sounds good. Thanks for having me on the show. I appreciate it. Um, I know we met through this uh, really interesting platform called Podmatch. And um, tell us more about your story. You have a lot of interesting stories from a family of doctors and how you got started. Sure. So, uh, so yeah, I guess we could go way back, um, <laughs> talk about the family of doctors. So yeah, my, my grandpa was a general physician. My dad is a practicing ophthalmologist now and, um, or still I should say. And, uh, yeah, an interesting fact about me, my, my grandfather actually delivered me, uh, in a <laughs> hospital that he helped found. So, uh, that was way back in the 1950s. I wasn't born in the fifties, but <laughs> he founded the hospital in the fifties and um and then wound up delivering me there uh northridge hospital most people are familiar with the city of northridge because of the earthquake and and uh yeah that's where the hospital was founded so um so yeah so i'm actually um a structural engineer general contractor by background uh come from a family of techie folks um you know with, with my siblings are doctors and and uh engineers and uh, so, yeah, I started out at actually at Rocketdyne working on the space shuttle main engine, uh, structural dynamics on the turbo machinery or turbo pumps uh, for the space shuttle engine. So technically a rocket scientist, <laughs> uh, but I was always an entrepreneur at heart. And uh, so I left that and went and um, worked with my brother on a lighting company, which we grew and scale. And uh, and then he took over and, and then I went back into real estate full time. This was uh, in 2018. And uh, and I've been in real estate since. Um, and I was in construction for quite a while and and engineering. So I had a background in real estate, but never as an investor. And um, and I know you know this, but but maybe for some of your newer listeners, like that's really where it's at, right? Real estate, 
Uh, you get the tax benefits, you get the leverage, and it's a great way to grow passive income. And, and that's what we do now. Yeah, it's quite interesting. You know, we have um living in very interesting times. And um when uh, one thing is um particularly with real estate, it sounds like you know that you've always had that in your back pocket as an investment and can always go th- um go to it. And uh, how does real estate play a vital role in achieving freedom? Well, I mean, I, th- I think there's lots of investments that you can make, but I think there's there's very few, if, if, if any, that have all the benefits of real estate, right? And what I'm referring to is the, the tax advantages that real estate has, the ease of leverage, meaning you can put a certain amount of money down and get a debt to try to acquire a bigger asset. And then you get all the upside of that asset. The, the, the bank doesn't get that. And um, and then something that's super stable and, and very risk-adjusted uh, or, or very good risk-adjusted returns. Uh, you know, real estate's been around forever. And, um, and over time, it's done very well. And uh, as the saying goes, it's the best uh, get-rich-slowly scheme out there, right? <laughs> you tend to be asset-rich and cash-poor for a while because you just keep putting it into real estate. Um, but over time, your portfolio grows. And uh, if you do it right, your passive income grows, your cash flow grows. And it, it's a great investment. And the, the, the government encourages you through different tax incentives to, to stay in real estate, to invest in real estate, uh, such as you know, writing off the the interest expense, doing a, a ten thirty one exchange into new properties, so you don't need to pay any capital gains on any any of your gains, or taxes on any of your gains either, and uh, and you just you can just keep rolling it into larger property. So it's it's a really great risk adjusted investment. Yeah, um, and then what's interesting is that um, you know so much of um, media mainstream society we they focus on financial freedom you know you know but you intentionally focus on freedom what, what is yeah. that and why is that yeah you know for me it, it's it's very different right and and you're right most people focus on financial freedom and uh, i really like your your four pillars that you spoke of earlier and health freedom was one of yours um and and it's interesting because there's a lot of people that are very well off financially, but they don't have their freedom. Maybe they could be business owners in LA where where they shut down businesses and you weren't allowed to to operate your business. Or you could even be like, you know, Jack Ma, one of the you know most richest men in the world who disappeared for two years because he was, you know, arguably saying the wrong things and he disappeared. You know, no one, no one really knows what happens even to this day. So, and and that speaks to like, like freedom within, within your country or, or from government. Uh, medical freedom is, is another big one, right? If, if you want to do with, with your body as you wish. And so the government telling you what to do, all these freedoms, I think um, a lot of people take for granted. Some people have them, some don't, right? But, but I think people in America take it for granted. And for me, um, I, I focus on those types of freedoms. I mean, I have, I have this right over my right shoulder, right? It's let freedom ring. It's a, a big picture of a, it's actually a metal arch art sculpture of an American flag with an Eagle for those of you listening. And uh, it says let freedom ring underneath. So for me, it's, it's a lot more than just financial freedom. And, um, you know, certainly financial freedom can be a piece of that puzzle, but there's a lot of people with a lot of money that don't have freedoms. 
And, um, and for, for me, that's all for nothing. If that's where you end up. Yeah. It's, uh, I think right now we're in this age where, you know, it's all, it's information and in the, when we were living in, in the industrial age, you know, freedom was having financial freedom. So one thing I have a question is, um, you know, you mentioned all the positives and advantages of a uh, real estate for people listening to this, um, what advice or what ideas would you have for people um, getting into it, starting a new real estate business um, and talk about that? Well, I think that's one of the things that's really great about about real estate is you you can invest on the side if you'd like. Um, you don't need to know everything about real estate. And that's what's particularly exciting about, I, th I think, a, a style of investing that's gotten a lot more popular last several years is is what's called syndications and it's basically investors that are pooling their money together uh to buy a larger asset uh an asset that might normally only be available to institutional type money where you can get great risk adjusted returns um that you, and not have as much volatility as you might in a smaller asset so through those syndications, uh, you're able to put some money to work, usually, you know, 50K to 100K, somewhere around there is typically the minimum. And uh, and then you own a piece of a really big asset. Uh, and that's a great way to do it. So as what they call limited partners or a limited investor, and uh, you can still be doing your normal day job, you can be a physician, whatever it is, and uh, and then invest passively in a deal. Now, it's really important that you trust the team that you're investing with because um, they're the ones that are kind of in charge of, <laughs> of the investment. So they've got to make, you know, you want to be with someone who's got some experience, someone who you you know, like, and trust, um, but you can put some money into it and kind of track track the deal and see how it goes and really start to, to learn that way. And, uh, and it costs you, you know, an investment of $75,000 or whatever it might be. Um, but when your money is in the game, you you pay attention and and you learn. And I know a lot of physicians learn by doing, right? That's the whole idea of residency, right? It's <laughs> it's where you 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 know really sharpen your tools, so to speak, and uh, you learn by doing and you learn by watching. And it's it's ironically very similar in real estate. So if you if you put money in a deal you would also be learning by watching someone else and and following the 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 decisions that they make on the asset and uh and then eventually you could learn by doing and uh and and doing your own deals if that's something you wish most uh high income earners they're happy being passive they can really focus on on their day job and their passion really focus on that and not get distracted by some of this other stuff because it's it really is a full-time job right it, it's it's there's a ton to learn people do lose money so you got to be careful of that and um so investing passively allows kind of the best of both worlds for those that really like their day job or like what they do but still understand that it's better to have multiple streams of income instead of just one yeah yeah it's um and the beauty of you know real estate is you know you're you have a product and you have a service all together and so, you know, you don't have to invent something. It's already there. You just have to acquire the asset and know how to manage it. And one question that's frequently asked in these particular times is um, how does inflation and interest rates affect real estate? And where do you think the um, state of the market is? Yeah, so it's, it's a good question because we are in a really kind of unique dynamic time right now. 
uh, traditionally, when in interest rates increase, your debt gets more expensive. So the price of the asset would come down to accommodate for that or to account for that. And we've seen a little bit of that happening, but not nearly as much as you'd expect, considering interest rates have gone up faster uh, in the last eight months than they have ever in history. Um, they've literally doubled, um, which usually doesn't happen. And, and it has never happened before. Usually interest rates and real estate tends to move pretty slowly. It's a, it's a, a slow moving asset class. It's not like uh, cryptocurrency or Bitcoin. I know you know that world really well. Um, and you could, I'm sure you've spoken a lot about that as, as of late, but it moves very slowly. And um, so despite that, we're we're in a much different time right now because you have opposing forces that are creating the pricing that we're seeing in the market. So what I mean by that is, like I said, traditionally interest rates would go up, cost of debt goes up, and the price comes down. That's not happening right now. Um, it's, it's it's happening very little bit, but not as much as how how high interest rates have gone up. And and the reason for that is because of two things. One, we have really high inflation which is causing the rents to continue to rise. And when, and I, I'm speaking of commercial real estate, that's all I know is commercial real estate. So um, the pricing for commercial real estate is directly proportional to the amount of income that the property produces. That's how you, that's how you decide what it is, what the price is. It's not like on the residential side where you look at sales comps and you say, okay, what did this house down the street sell for? What did this other house that was kind of similar, what did that sell for? And then you come up with an idea of, of sales comps or comparables to figure out what your house would sell for. Like that's the residential world. Um, the commercial world is totally different. And uh, commercial being anything five units and above is how most people define it as. And, uh, and that depends on how much income the property is generating. So if your rents are going up because of inflation, then the property is producing more income and that's making it more valuable. So, so yeah, those two very uh, opposing forces. Uh, and the third big one would also be uh, inventory. And this one's kind of tied to the 2008 global financial crisis, which I know you're really uh, familiar with, Dr. Lou, and I've heard you speak on that one. Uh, we, we slowed down the amount of construction we did ever since 2008. And we actually didn't get back up to our 40-year average of new housing units up until just a couple of years ago. So we had at least 10 years of depressed building where we weren't bringing on as many units as we had in the past. So we were undersupplied through that time frame, And now you comp compound that with supply chain issues and construction costs. And housing builds are down again. And it's the wrong time for the US to be building less because everything is so expensive. So I think uh, overall, considering all these different factors, I think overall the pricing is gonna continue to creep up, although not as fast as it had the last several years, uh, but we have a lot of upward pricing on pressure. And I think it's still a great time to be investing in real estate. Uh, yes, yeah, you know, it's very, um... You know, depending on who you talk to, there's, you know, all, like you were talking about, you know, there's so many moving parts, there's inflation, interest rates, there's the, you know, um, the macro policy, um, which is going to be really interesting.
And uh, what's interesting is as we come to the conclusion, you ha- you've had a very diverse career path. You, you're on real estate and then we have five kids now. How do you balance work and family and still run a successful business? That's a tough one. <laughs> that one I would say is is a, a work in progress. And anyone who started a business, they know it, it's always tough in the beginning. There's a lot of uh, self-sacrifice that that you need to make to kind of pursue your passions. Now, I, I've been an entrepreneur my whole life. I've worked and worked with and started started six different businesses. And my last one being being uh, CSQ Properties, uh, I started in in 2018. So. Uh, and it's still very much a, a growing business. Um, I'm still building out my people team, my infrastructure, um, and and frankly, just putting in a lot of time, a lot of midnight oil, burning the midnight oil, a lot of elbow grease. And um, I'll tell you, it's a lot different uh, starting and building a business in your 40s with several kids than it is in your 20s and 30s when it's just you. That's like the biggest difference. And it's uh, it's a big challenge. You know, I, I gotta I have to sacrifice a lot of my family time. What's great about building a business and even more specifically real estate is is everything that I do today will continue to pay dividends tomorrow. And uh, and for me, that's very motivating. I know that I'm not gonna always have to be doing this. Like I'm very far from financial freedom. Um, you know, I'm very, very far from that still. Uh, but I know, that every asset I buy, and then I roll that into something bigger later on, and I'm doing value add deals, which basically means fixing them up and holding on to them for, for passive income in my case, but I'm creating value in the marketplace and um, and we get paid for creating value. Um, but what's nice about real estate is that will continue to pay dividends later. And uh, even like, like as a, let's say a, a physician starting your own practice, a lot of times, the real estate that you own is worth more than the practice that you built. <laughs> and um, and I know I've seen that with my dad. I've seen that with with several of my entrepreneurial friends that that the, the real estate winds up being worth more than the business. And um, I think it's very important to keep an eye on that message and realize that there's a reason why real estate over time does really well. And people that bought the business, bought the, the property that they're in with the business the business just paid for paid for the uh, the debt servicing and paid for the operations uh, of running that that real estate but that was the that was the asset at the end so you can actually short shortcut that and uh, you don't have to start a business to buy the property you know what i mean you can you can syndicate and get into these deals and own property and over time end up doing well uh, but in the meantime like for me to go back to your original question I'm making a lot of sacrifices right now, um, but I it, it helps knowing that it, it's all for things in the future. Yeah, and the beauty of it is like all all the upfront work, and then like you said, is paying dividends, and you know it's recurring residual, and then plus you have you know a very uh, profitable business. So, um, very interesting um, conversation. I really love you know like real estate is very bread and butter, and um, and to talk to people that are successful in it. Um, how do people uh, follow you on social media, contact you? And I know you have a uh, free ebook that you give to uh, listeners. Yeah. So best way is uh, csqproperties.com or uh, Instagram, YouTube, LinkedIn. It's all CSQ properties. Um, but yeah, for me, 
like my my avatar the people that i'm trying to help i know you work a lot with physicians i work with entrepreneurs so i created a, an ebook on why entrepreneurs uh, should own apartment buildings and uh, and they're a unique breed in of themselves um and so i put together um the top top seven things on why it's it's good for entrepreneurs to be investing in apartments um and that's kind of like my background that's what i started from i wish that i had read an ebook like this when i was still running my business and i had a lot of cash flow and could have been doing investing uh, way back when uh so that's what i put together as a, a download you could get um at my website csqproperties.com and for all the listeners out there, thanks for tuning in. Uh, Chad's resources will be in the links and show notes. Be sure to follow him on LinkedIn, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook. And with that, thanks so much for a really insightful conversation. And thanks for coming on to the podcast. Thank you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. you are listening if you liked it be sure to like comment share subscribe we're on everywhere spotify itunes google amazon audible and without much ado be sure to thank this show's sponsors and we'll see you next week